Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell and I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs and I've been in business for the past 25 years. I built my business around focusing on the programming portion of exercise because I do believe everybody needs to be told what the straight dope is on exercise, what science says, and then how to implement that science. So that's basically always been my, um, my mission in my business is to kind of cut through all the bull crap and, uh, you know, tell people what they really need to do and then how to do it, how to make it work in their own life. So I've uh, extended that portion of my business into writing books and, uh, I've done that and I'm continuing to do that and then these podcasts so I like to get to the real information because I think more and more people really need to know what they're supposed to be doing and why and what's the truth because like any industry there's a lot of of bad information out there so today I want to continue on a little bit talking about nutrition a little bit and regardless as whether you choose to change your diet or not, I at least want to get you to understand the truth, okay? So we all agree that, uh, you know, being prejudiced or prejudging anything isn't the smartest thing in the world, right? I mean, we know that deep down that it's just not very intelligent that we can't, like, just prejudge and generalize, right? I mean... If we live in a you know society where we always do that, nothing good comes out of it, right? So, why are you people so prejudiced about carbohydrates? Why? What did they ever do to you? What did they ever do? Okay, let's say one green man goes out and does something horrendous in town. Are we then going to think that every green person we see is going to be a horrendous individual? Isn't that stupid? I mean, really, isn't that dumb? I think we all know that that's dumb, right? Especially when we've met so many great green people that they, uh, you know, they don't do that. So one bad egg goes out, does something stupid. It could have been a white egg. It could have been a pink egg. It could have been any kind of egg, right? But we just assumed, because this green one did it, that all the green folks are bad, right? I mean, right? Okay, I think you get my point. Being a little silly here, but trying to make a point, because there is a lot of that that goes on with carbohydrate. Let me explain why. So, there are many types of carbohydrates. There are many types. So, you know, you probably heard that there are complex carbohydrates and then there are simple carbohydrates, right? But that's only like the next surface up, like from basically not knowing anything, to be honest with you. The reality, the reality of it is there's polysaccharides, disaccharides, and monosaccharides, okay? Poly means more, di means two, mono means one. So polysaccharides means that there are multiple chains of different carbohydrates in one, multiple, okay? Di means there are two sugars combined to make a 
carbohydrate. Mono means there is one, okay? So the simpler the carbohydrate, the more single, the more mono it is, the more it tends to act like sugar. Disaccharides are the ones that combine two different sugars together to make two, which is a disaccharide, and that one doesn't quite break down as fast as the mono. For example, the mono is glucose. It's always going to be glucose, okay? So the polysaccharides are multiple carbohydrates brought together to make a grouping of carbohydrate that we typically think of as complex carbohydrate. And those carbohydrates typically are stored in the form of glycogen in our body or fiber in a plant, okay? So the polysaccharides stored in a plant is going to be the fiber. The polysaccharides stored in a human is going to be glycogen, all right? So that polysaccharide is critical to our functioning. The polysaccharide should not be lumped in with that nasty little old monosaccharide that goes out and disrupts our diet because sugar is a monosaccharide. That, that's actually sugar is really all three. So I don't want to say something wrong, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to use the terminology you've been taught for so long. Okay. Um, sugar again, isn't all bad in the true sense of the word. What and, and even monosaccharides, which is what really you're thinking of when you think of a sugar, isn't bad when it's used for what it's supposed to be used for. Okay, so why would we lump all carbohydrates in the same boat? That's like saying all green people are bad because one green guy went out and did something horrendous. It's ridiculous, right? It's stupid. That's like saying... Um, oh, that, you know, that rice growing out in the field, you know, don't eat it. It's a carbohydrate. Ooh, bad people, green people, you know, because it makes you fat just like that table sugar does. No, 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 it does not. Okay. But again, I'm trying to be funny to get everybody to understand that that's what's happening in the carbohydrate world. We're lumping all carbs together because when you look at the back of a label, for the most part, all it's going to say is the amount of carbs, right? So if you look at the back of your apple juice bottle, I uh, don't quote me, but I think it might be somewhere around 28 grams of carbs, which as you look, it's going to be like 27 grams of sugar in there. And that's legitimate. That's a monosaccharide. That's a fructose. Fructose is a fruit sugar that, and, and it's all, all the fiber's been stripped. Everything's been eliminated. So it literally is down to the purest form of glucose. So yeah, that's going to act just like sugar. And then we're going to look at the back of the rice and it might say, I don't know, 20 grams per serving. And it's not the same 20 grams. You know, it, it's just not in the, in the grand scheme of things. It's not the same thing. That 20 grams of rice is going to be stored as glycogen, which will give you energy throughout the day. That 28 grams of sugar is going to cause an insulin spike in your body when you drink it. And if you're sedentary, not using it, the insulin spike is going to be even greater. And yes, you're probably going to store that as fat. Now, if you're on a diet of lower um, calories in general, that may not be the end of the world because at the end of the day, you'll end up burning off that little bit of fat you might have stored as the sugar. But it's this ongoing process, ongoing process all day long. We're storing fat, we're burning fat. It's not like 
you know, this is all happening in slow-mo. No, it, it's happening instantaneously, all right? But the problem then is, is that sugar that you really didn't need at the time because you, you drank a glass of orange juice in the morning because you were always, always told that that was a good thing to do and healthy thing to do, but you never, you know, listened to the podcast, The Method of the Mat, to the Madness and said, why is this a good thing or why is this a bad thing? So, you know, then you wouldn't know better, right? So you're going to drink that orange juice thinking it's a good thing. In reality, you're just sitting there. So the insulin level spikes. You're storing that little bit of sugar as fat. Then you go throughout the day and you don't really have energy because you got the insulin spike. It did not store as glycogen. So you stored it as fat. And so even though you don't maybe have fat to lose, you're still going up throughout your day without some energy because you're not eating enough of the good stuff to be stored as glycogen, okay? So not all carbohydrates are to be thought of as equal. They're, they're not equal, but they're not bad either, okay? So that's like, I'm gonna take like the next 10 minutes trying to get you to understand how to differentiate and then how to understand why and what they work for. The simple carbohydrates like the, the monosaccharides, okay? The, the fructose, the glucose, Okay, they're, they're not bad. They're for immediate energy. That's what they're for. If you've ever known a diabetic, and in this country there are plenty now, but if you've ever known a insulin-dependent diabetic that you know really has to monitor their insulin, and when they start to go into hypoglycemia, and that's the scary part for a diabetic, right? We think of elevated blood sugar as a bad thing. Well, it is because what that means is we now have diabetes, but the, the um, life-threatening situation of a diabetic, you know, in, in the real time is having their blood sugar level fall out and get too low. That's called hypoglycemia. So when they ingest some simple sugars, which is why you see them typically keeping some sugars on them, whether it be some um, mints, some candy, some juice, whatever, once they ingest that, the blood sugar gets up to normal because that's what it's for. It's to raise your blood sugar immediately. But if you don't have diabetes and hypoglycemia, then the only point to do that would be during exercise when you're trying to spare your glycogen because you're in a, an event, like an endurance event, like maybe you're out doing a, um, a half marathon or a marathon. Well, you're going to need your glycogen because we only store enough for two hours. And you know, the world record for the marathon is just over two hours, and that's the elite of the, of the elite. So the majority of people that are gonna run a marathon are gonna be in that three to four to five hour range. So that definitely lasts longer than the glycogen lasts. So an endurance athlete taking in sugar while they're running, literally, or biking if they're doing a triathlon or whatever, are sparing that glycogen for when they need it later in the race because once we run out of glycogen we can't even really use that immediate sugar at the time so the body really does know what it's doing so that's its purpose sugar that is monosaccharides let's, let's just get in the language of that monosaccharides when you finish a hard workout and you're an endurance athlete or an athlete that's content with your body weight. 
it's good to immediately ingest some monosaccharides because at that moment when your body is in such deprivation, it's going to store those monosaccharides as glycogen. So then it becomes a good time to do it, okay? So it's not that they're bad, it's just the majority of people aren't endurance athletes. The majority of people aren't at their ideal body weight. The majority of people, quite frankly, aren't training enough to deplete so much glycogen that they have to do that afterwards. So for most people, monosaccharides should be at the low end of the totem pole of the foods that they eat, all right? So why did your grandparents tell you that orange juice was good? Were they lying? No, because it's loaded with vitamin C. And you know, also, you know, to be honest with you back when we would hear that a lot more, we were such much more of an active society that the damage done from you drinking orange juice as a kid wasn't gonna be nearly as bad as it is today because we're so darn sedentary, okay? So, you know, they meant well, and it's definitely loaded with vitamin C, but the reality is juice is sugar, juice is monosaccharide, juice is great. You know, a lot of endurance athletes, runners, cyclists, whatever, will mix it with water to dilute it so they have some glucose or fructose um, realistically, but it's the same thing for when they train. Other than that, the majority of carbohydrates we should eat are the good carbohydrates that are polysaccharides, all right? So, the only thing that gets in the way with that, but it's not nearly as critical as just trying to eliminate the pure monosaccharides is when you see a lot of processing with the carbohydrates, like the rice has been processed down, the pasta has been processed down, when the fiber has been stripped from its natural carbohydrate source, it tends to act more like a monosaccharide. So think, you know, think of white as basically becoming like pure sugar, all right? So, you know, reality is if we just said, well, we're going to eat true whole foods, true whole carbohydrates, true whole polysaccharides, we'd be okay. That's true. That's absolutely true. So if we, you know, try to eat rice in its most natural state, try to eat oatmeal in its most natural state, potatoes in its most natural natural state, you know, obviously steak fries aren't the same thing as a, a real baked potato then we're really going to be okay. So really what we want to do is quit lumping all of the carbohydrates together and being prejudiced. Instead, we really want to understand that polysaccharides are good, we need them, and that's real whole foods, real whole carbohydrates. Monosaccharides, for the most part, especially if you're trying to lose weight, you really need to think about how you can eliminate them. If you're getting like some of those, you know, fancy coffee drinks at Starbucks or wherever, chances are that's pure monosaccharide carbohydrate. So is it the carbohydrate that's bad? No, it's the monosaccharide that's bad. Those are two completely different things. And again, there I said it, I said bad. You know what I mean, I hope. It's not bad, it's just not needed for what your goals are at the time. If you're getting it new into a, uh, a workout program, and you see people like walking around with Gatorades, whatever, at the gym, and they're, you know, they, they need to lose weight. They are so misinformed and ignorant. Don't follow that. You know, when you're working out in an indoor gym, chances are you're not going to be dehydrated enough to need the electrolytes in a Gatorade. And it's just pure 
sugar. That's pure monosaccharides. Do not eat it. It's wasted. The juices, you know, unless you're at your weight that you're really, really happy with, eliminate them. Okay, so again, don't be so carbophobic. We need the carbohydrates. We just simply need to cut down, if not completely eliminate, the monosaccharides for 99% of the population. They're not the same thing. So quit looking at it that way. And I know the food labels don't do a great job. I get it. So I promised I was going to help you understand it. So instead of that, think of the food in its most whole sense. Those are the kind of carbs you want. You know, think of the brown rices, think of the quinoa, think of the couscous, think of the oatmeal, think of the potatoes. Those are the carbs you're going to want to ingest. The most whole grain breads you can get are fine too. Don't look at, oh, breads are carbs, bread's going to make me fat. No, not true at all. You need them. The key is fiber. That's what these good carbs have. That's what these polysaccharides have. That's polysaccharides and it's truest sense of what they are stored in the plant is fiber okay fiber is a polysaccharide of a plant stored the other part of it is the starch in a plant stored comes with fiber all right so just keep your fiber content high when you eat carbohydrates it's really that simple that's one way to know another way is just really try to eliminate white white rice white pasta white bread don't do it. It's just been processed down. It's going to convert to glucose far sooner. So anything like that, anything white and processed, anything that's pure monosaccharide is going to convert to glucose far sooner, far quicker, which is going to cause an insulin spike, raising your blood sugar levels that if they're not needed at the time are simply going to be stored as fat. Maybe to be burned off later, maybe not, but why chance it? Plus, you know, you'll get brain fog if you're eating too much sugar. All right. Somebody asked me, um, okay, so we know that, that, you know, they know this, but they're having a hard time stopping it. So I said to them, I said, look, sugar is addictive. It's absolutely addictive. Anything is addictive that gives us that short term fix. Anything is addictive that raises that dopamine within just a few seconds. Anything becomes addictive that does that. That's kind of what addiction is. It's we, we learn to control and master a mood. So if something is instantaneous, like for example, we eat a donut, which is loaded with monosaccharides and fat. So those things that make us feel good temporarily, we're going to get a major dopamine spike, even if this dopamine spike lasts all of five minutes, you know, so we know, oh, if I eat this, I'm going to feel better for a second. So it it's addictive so we know okay so I'm gonna do that and then you know I'm gonna feel better it's not a conscious decision but that's what ends up happening okay it's no different than a lot of other things that become addicting whether it be a news channel like you know if you check it you're gonna get distracted for a few seconds and then you're gonna get a dopamine push and so you're gonna get addicted to your phone or whatever the case may be well sugar does that um, Complex polysaccharides do not do that. They don't give you that really quick, you know, buzz. They just don't. So it's really the, unfortunately, the super tasty sugary foods that are going to do that. Monosaccharides are going to do that. But as we know with all addictions, then there's going to be a quick, you know, downturn and we're going to turn to it and need more, right? So to answer their question, number one, understand that sugar is very 
addicting. How do you stop from doing it? I believe, you know, most part of that is awareness of it, awareness of what it's made for. Monosaccharides are made for immediate energy. There's nothing wrong with them. They're, they're playing part of their job and in, in the biological role of things of doing what they're supposed to do. Most of us Americans do not need immediate energy right away. We're darn sedentary. So understanding sugar's role, that's, that's number one. Number two, tackle it like any other addiction, okay? What is that? Well, we can't wean off, right? It's cold turkey, you know? The, the, if we've ever been addicted to anything, and Lord knows I have, and I'm sure everybody has out there, we know we just can't say, I'm going to do less, less, and less, you know? One of my um, podcasts I listened to, the guy was really good about how he, like, uses um, a barometer of what's addicting and not, and he says... Anytime he sees himself making rules for whatever it is, in his case, I believe he was talking about his phone. So he said, you know, I'll only use it for, you know, after lunch. I won't check my phone. So anytime he's starting to make rules around it, he's addicted to it. And and that's probably pretty good, you know. The old, you know, I'm not going to drink until after five, or I'm only going to drink on weekends, or, you know, I'm only going to smoke, you know, eight cigarettes a day, or, or whatever. When you start to put the rules to it, you're addicted. Sugar can be extremely addictive. There's no question about it because of the very brief dopamine spikes that you're going to get. There's no doubt about it. So you you have to quit it cold turkey just like you would any other addiction. So you can't make the rules around it. You, you just can't. You have to learn to identify what is high in monosaccharides and let me eliminate them. Plain and simple. Again, how do we do that? We make our rules. Is it high in fiber? Is it is true to the natural plant, which is the starch and fiber of the plant as possible, or has it been ground down and made into what it's going to become in your body anyway, which is glucose, all right? That's, you know, what we have to do. We have to identify it, and then we have to eliminate it and tackle it like any addiction. So, you know, it's like, you know, Um, I'm just not going to drink juice. Um, I'm not going to eat white bread, Uh, you know, whatever, you know, you, you go to the store, you get a bagel, you know, chances are that bagel's been, you know, it's not a whole grain bagel. It's not a rye bagel. No, it's a, it's a white bread bagel, right? Well, that's going to act like sugar. And plus all the stuff they put on the top, the, the coffee drinks and all that, you know, plain and simple, pure monosaccharides, just got to quit it. It's worth it. I mean, you know, the, the two things that put more body fat on people, and again, you know, don't don't get me wrong, it's all about the calories, that's true. But the two things that we eat that are so loaded with calories, that are so darn easy to eat, is sugar, which again, I've taught you as monosaccharides, and fat. They're simply the easiest to eat, plain and simple, you know. They're the two things that if we want to look at our diet and say, you know, what nutrients am I really going to drastically cut? It's sugar and fat, okay? Those are your pure empty calories, all right? So quit blaming the green guy, all right? Quit blaming the green guy, all right? It's not his fault. That tree sitting there with all that nice fiber that's producing great, you know, um, starch for you to eat, he's a good guy. He ain't going to do anything to you, all right? Okay, so, you know, I don't know. Now the rest of the day I'm going to be thinking of green guys because of my little analogy. But, hey, that's okay. 
So I'm going to wrap it up by thanking our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of Gilden Realty. They're awesome. They, um, they've been in the business a long time. They got the most five-star reviews. And uh, man, they've sold a lot of houses, you know. And we need good real estate agents, you know. And I tell you what, it's a, uh, it's a thriving market right now. And, you know, I'm getting hit up all the time by different real estate agents trying to get me to sell my house. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I, I want to go with the people who have been around a really, really long time. And they're not just in it for the short haul, but they've been doing this as a career. They've been doing it long before we have this, you know, excess amount of houses that were for sale now that, you know, it's down. I want to get the people who have been doing it for a really, really long time and not these, you know, new and upper comers, you know. So Jonathan and Lynn Gilden are absolutely the, uh, you know, the ones for me. So the Gilden Group Realtors with with Realty Pros, they're awesome. And they can be reached at 386-451-2412. Again, 386-451-2412 or thegildinggroup.com. Give them a shout if you need any help, whether it be private or commercial. They're great. They're in the fitness, and so they get my two thumbs up. All right? So until next time, be max fit and be max well.